Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Stronger Leaders Shaping Tomorrow. We believe that leaders are shaping the future and this podcast is our commitment to providing you with high value resources that will give you the opportunity to be the best leader you can be. Today's podcast is brought to you by audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash stronger leaders. I'm your host, Phil Denner, joined as always by the founder and president of Alliant Leadership, Joe Denner. Joe, thank you for joining us again today. How are you? You know what? I'm doing great. Uh, Obviously, we just recently had a a great trip out to the East Coast where we had just a really fantastic vacation. So it was a bit of bit of a working vacation for me, but it was still a great time. And and it's one of the first times I can say I actually came back from a vacation feeling rested. So uh, I'm feeling great. That's good. And we got one more vacation starting Monday. That's right. Uh, family reunion, uh, about a week on the lake uh, up that in Minnesota, nice. which will be really, really nice. So. <laughs> yeah. uh, before we get started with today's topic, uh, let me encourage you all to check out Joe's blog. You can find it easily at joedenner.com. And if you have not already subscribed to his blog, uh, you can do that there and you'll receive uh, that to your email inbox each week. And uh, you will receive a free copy of his new resource guide titled Six Strategies for When You Don't Have Enough Time. It's a quick, simple set of very practical strategies to help you handle the pressure of all the demands that you face. And uh, today we're going to be talking about time. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Everyone has 24 hours in a day, uh, but we are all probably guilty, I know I am myself, of wasting time. Sure. And I'm sure many of us struggle at times using our time effectively. So today, what we're going to be doing uh, is you will be giving us some helpful hints on how we can save time as well as make better use of the time we have on any given day. Yeah, that's that's right. Now, we just uh, we just completed our annual survey with our readers and listeners, and for the second year in a row, we heard from them that not having enough time is far and away the number one frustration or challenge that they're facing in leadership right now. Hmm. So we've, uh, we've decided to respond to that in two ways. First, as Phil just mentioned, uh, we just published our brand new resource guide, titled Six Strategies for What to Do When You Don't Have Enough Time. And you can get that at my website, joedenner.com. And secondly, uh, as you know now, we're going to be devoting our time today to some additional practical ways that you can both save time and uh, get more from your time. Well, Joe, I know I'm looking forward to hearing what you have to say here, and I'm sure our listeners are very excited as well. So uh, we're going to dive right in. We have uh, six six different pieces you're going to be sharing with us today. Uh, what is number one? Well, number one is something that I have found really has saved me a lot of time now over the months, and that is using email templates. And I want to be clear on what I mean by that. I don't just mean like a signature or something like that. Yeah. I'm talking about the actual content of the email. And here's how I use them. And and obviously not this may not be a direct translation for all of you, but I think that I'll just give you a few different ideas of how I use them. So first of all, one of the things that I do is I do assessments. Mm-hmm. So I am very often sending instructions to clients 
on how to complete the assessments. And I've got two that I use pretty much with every single client. Yeah. Well, one of the things that I found is ridiculously enough for years, every time I started with a new client, I would retype that email. Huh. And finally, one day I heard from someone else, you know, hey, have you used a template. And so right now what I do and we <laughs> use Gmail and we use the, the Google for Business um, aspect. So that's the paid application. There's actually a way to set up what's called a canned response um, yeah. And that's kind of a weird name, quite frankly, for a template. I don't know why they just don't call it a template. But yeah. basically, you can set up a template that you can then just grab every time you send that email. And all of us have these kinds of emails that we send over and over and over again. And so that's just one. Um, so it's about you know, two or three or four paragraphs. It's a pretty good bit of information. It probably would take me five to 10 minutes to type up every time I do it. And now I basically send it with the click of a couple buttons and putting in the right email address and it's often and we're off and running. So that's that's been a huge time saver. Another one is uh, simple things of like I do hiring for my clients. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I have to do a lot of because I we interview a lot of people is I have to say no to clients. <laughs> um, and I one of my big commitments is to get back to each person that I have interviewed, which reminds me, I need to do that after we're done with re this recording. Um, I have to get back to people to say, hey, by the way, we just want to say thank you for being involved in our process. We really appreciated the time you invested, and but we are pursuing other candidates at this point in time. Yeah. And I, I think that, again, that has saved me when you add up the increments over the hundreds of people that I've interviewed that we've not hired. Uh, that's a lot of time saved not having to type that. Even though it's only a two or three sentence email, that is time saved because I can do it in just a couple of clicks. Um, one of the pushbacks that I have heard about this is, well, that's not that's kind of impersonal. And and actually, I don't think so, because I, when I put together my templates, um, whether it's about topics that I'm contacted often about by clients or by, by readers, um, I have put a lot of thought and time and energy into crafting an email that is going to answer their question yeah. the best I can, that's going to possibly in certain situations point them to additional resources that can be of help to them or whatever it may be. So actually, I'm not just saving myself time. I'm actually giving them a very thoughtful response uh, and very clear instructions and so on. So, But you're using, saving yourself time. Yeah, yeah. Time. And it's yeah. the best of both worlds. I, I, I do understand. And there are plenty of times when I take those, take those templates and I will add in some personalized, you know, a sentence or two because there's something that I want to communicate to that person individually. I just did yeah. that the other day. Um, but it's a big, big time saver. Yeah, I just sent out, what was it, 800 emails yeah, right. recently. Exactly. Uh, and it was the same email. Um, but it took, it would have taken me, it already took, I mean, it took me a few hours. Uh, it took me probably five hours altogether just because uh, there was a lot of detail involved of getting it all together but uh it definitely 
save me a lot of time to be able to just click on the template every time. Well, and sure. Just and put that. I in mean, take of- take. Let's say you spent. 10, 10 minutes typing it all out. Let's even just say you took five minutes. Five minutes times 800 is <laughs> a lot of minutes. Yeah, uh, That's a lot of minutes. That's, what is that, 4,000 4, minutes? minutes yeah. I mean, that would be days of time. So uh, it's just a big, big time saver. And obviously that's, a, that's an extreme example. Mm-hmm. But the point is, is if you stop and think about the kinds of emails, whether it's inquiries or the kinds of information that you often have to disseminate on a regular, consistent, and ongoing basis – you can capture a lot of that in a template format that will save you big time over time. Yeah. And by the way, it's about 66 hours. So, yeah, that's, I was thinking that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. So, it's a lot of time. Yeah. All right. So, use email templates. What's yep. number two? So, number two is maybe of a, a different angle. So, we, we're talking about saving time and we're talking about making more of the time that you have. And this is probably more of the second one, although I do believe it bleeds into saving time. And that is okay. that I really recommend that you create a top six list at the beginning of each week. Uh, I'm a firm believer that prioritizing is an essential part of, of saving and making the most of your time. And this is where I identify what's important for the week. So I may have a hundred tasks that are in my within my task management system, but at the beginning of each week, whether it's Sunday night or Monday morning, I, in a very regular and disciplined way, will sit down and review my task management system, and I will identify the top six items that I need to get done that week. And again, we're talking about important, and there's that old kind of important versus urgent um, struggle that we all go through. And I think it's really important that we're giving more and more of our time to the things that are important, not urgent. And that's a combination of important and not urgent versus things that are urgent and not important or important and urgent. So the whole thing is we really want to make sure that we're able to give concentrated, focused, and quality time to the things that are most important. So if I begin my week by identifying these are the six most important things that I get done this week, and some of them may be tasks, some of them may be subtasks of a larger project or a larger goal, but the point is identify that and make sure that you are giving those your top priority throughout the week because one of the ways that we waste time is looking at our to-do lists and just kind of we get into this, you know, we're just paralyzed and we're just kind of blank stare looking at this list going, okay, what do I do now? But (laughs) if you've already got your top six, and I specifically encourage you to put that on a separate list and don't look at the rest of your lists until those six are done it is is a key thing I think will keep you focused on on what's most important. And I think that both saves time and helps you to get the most out of the time that you're giving. Yeah, and something I would just interject right here is for some some of the listeners, uh, some of you listeners, this is this step is not going to be uh, the easiest one. I know for me. I, just being a very uh, go with the flow, adaptable person who yeah. doesn't tend to uh, schedule things out as um, what's what's the word I'm looking for. Uh, 
I'm not like I'm not like you, Joe. Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> that's what you're trying to say. <laughs> um, but not, you're not planned yeah, and decided exactly. ahead of time. And so this yeah. um, this step is going to be for some of you will be a lot easier because that might be your natural tendency. Um, but if you're like me, this is this one will take a little bit extra work. Um, just re- being very mindful um, that you need to put in a little bit of extra effort to make sure that you are putting those, uh, creating that top six list at the beginning of the week so that you do have those because it will help you over time um, because you it's great to be adaptable. Sure, um, But when it comes down to it, there have been many times where it costs me time because I have so many things going on and I'm just going all over the place trying to do things with, um, you know, getting this done, getting this done, and my time goes yeah. It's gone. And it doesn't mean that, that the priorities can't ever change. Correct. Yeah. Um, and and I I think it's important though that you kind of set the filter, if I could use that kind of analogy. Set the filter at the beginning of the week. Give yourself a perspective as you head into the week as to, you know what, these really are the critical, critical items yeah. that have to get done this week. Because I'm not even saying what day they have to get done. I'm just saying these are the things that cannot not get done. Yes, absolutely. All right, number three. Well, number three is is just a little bit of a shift on number two, and that is at the beginning of each day, identify your must-do items for the day. Okay. So this has been huge for me. Now, I'm, I'm still working on the discipline of doing this every single day. Yeah. But boy, it has been such a big help because when I go into Nosby, and, and for those of you who've been listening or reading the blog, you'll know that Nosby is the task management software that I use. So when I go into Nosby each day to kind of get a look at what is on the landscape and what has to be done, I've obviously got my top six laid out in a separate list. But now what I've started doing is looking through everything, just doing a quick quick review and seeing what are the items that truly are urgent because there might be items that have either popped up or that are on my list that are urgent. In other words, they're time sensitive. They have to be done today. Whereas that top six, you know, that could spread out over the week. These are the items that absolutely have to get done today. And so I put those on a separate list and I, and I've really tried to discipline myself. Do not look at any other list, but the top six and that today's must do list until those today must do's are done. And that has saved me a lot of time because again, just like you, I can start looking at that list and my eyes can start going back and forth and maybe I should do this or maybe I should do that. But now what I've really been disciplining myself to do is, no, these are the things that have to get done today, whether I like them or whether I don't like them. <laughs> so I need to do those right now, get them out of the way, and then I can look at what else is on the on the landscape. All so. Right. Anyway, it's 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 a way, like I said, to ha- handle some of those smaller, maybe more urgent items that come up um, that maybe didn't even exist when you made your top six. Um, right. So, again, those are two different angles, uh, one being kind of the preview heading into the week and one kind of a daily reset and, and calibration. All right. Well, the first three we've covered so far are using email templates creating a top six list at the beginning of each week, and then at the beginning of each day, identify your must-do items for the day. Yep. 
All right, what's number four? Number four is about as practical as it gets, and I think that this is something that everybody can benefit from, and that is shut off your email and notifications. <laughs> um, one of the things that you know that I experience and that I've seen is people are just constantly getting notified. Whether it's, you know, we use a, a, a communication software called Slack. Um, we all, there's texting, there's email, and, and on and on and on. There's all these notifications. And if, you know, maybe I've got, I'm signed up for Fox News notifications or maybe ESPN or whatever, you know, all these yeah. things. And they're constantly popping up, whether it's, um, you know, through, a, through an audible noise or whether it's just popping up on my screen. And what I'm saying is one of the things I think you can do, especially if you need some focus time, is shut off your email because that is a huge, huge time sucker <laughs> is just constantly looking yeah. at and responding to emails. And then also these notifications that just may take you away just for a few moments. And so you may feel like it's not a big time savings. But here's the thing, especially for those who are more introverted, um, we it takes us six to seven times longer than an extrovert to get completely refocused and back to the same level of concentration mm. that we were at prior to an interruption. So I think we've got to do what we can do, especially especially introverts, but but even extroverts I think benefit from just shutting off these these input devices that are constantly funneling requests and information to yeah. us and just shutting those things off and concentrating on what we're doing and getting it done. And, and I'm not saying do it, you know, turn it off all day. Uh, I'm just saying turn it off for an hour. Um, but if you are going to step away and maybe you do need to kind of close the office door for a half a day, one of the things I've also started doing is setting up an out of office reply on my email so that Anybody who gets me during that window of time when I'm kind of shut when I'm kind of shutting myself off from the world, um, they know that I'm out. They know that they're not going to yeah. hear from me for a few hours because I know some of you have developed a reputation for or have kind of developed a, a brand about getting back to people quickly. Well, turn on your out of office notification and they will get an instant reply when they send you an email and it will tell them, hey, you know what, I'm busy for a few hours and as soon as I get back, I will I'll respond to you. So I think this is a great way to, to save a ton of time is to shut down some of these major distractions. Yeah, absolutely. It's amazing. I mean, for, for me, I've always kind of been around technology and, and email and phones and texting and internet on the phone and, you know, s smartphones and stuff. But you know, it, for me, it's hard to imagine uh, how peaceful it must have been. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is 20, so true. 30 years ago when, you know, people didn't have feel obligated to answer their phones and people yeah. didn't have their phones in the car and and such. So it's just kind of a, a thought to have as you're uh, if you're feeling absolutely obligated to, you know, answer everything right away that. 30, 30 years ago, even that people didn't have the ability yeah. to do so, and so you know people people can wait. Yeah, you know access is a wonderful thing. You know when you're when you're 
out somewhere and you've got to find the nearest Walgreens, you know, and you can just <laughs> yeah. pop up and grab it on your phone. I mean, that's cool. I mean, that's helpful. I, I can't tell you how many times that kind of access has come through and saved me time, has saved me trouble, but that same access can become a real nemesis. And and I liked how you pointed that out, that we don't have to feel obligated. And if you have created kind of this, if you want to call it a uh, almost an assumed obligation because your pattern and habit has been to be so accessible and to respond so quickly, then use those out-of-office assistants to let people know you're tied up for a while. Yeah, absolutely. All right, number five. Number five is use Evernote as your electronic filing cabinet and overall organization system. And uh, I've, I've both written about this on my blog, and you know we actually just did a podcast recently on this fantastic tool, yeah. so I'm not going to take a lot of time right now. But I will, I'll say this. I have basically – I have come about as close as I can imagine being to a paperless office with Evernote. And I'm telling you right now, that is saving me a lot of time uh, looking for things. Oh, where did I put this and where did I put that? Because things you are able to find things extremely quickly inside of Evernote. And I don't have to remember where I put it. I know where I put it. It's in Evernote. And that's, I mean, emails that I get that I know that are important that I need to follow up on, uh, brochures that I get for maybe an upcoming conference. I snap a quick photo and save it into Evernote and put a reminder date on it. So it's, a, in effect, kind of a tickler, an electronic tickler file that you can set up. And, man, there are just dozens and dozens of ways that Evernote can become a big, big time saver for you in terms of managing, I'll just put it this way, managing all of the stuff, all the input, all the data, all the demands and requests uh, for information and stuff you you know you need to hold on to as a resource for yourself. Um, it's a great place, one place to put just about everything that you can digitize. Um, so that it's easily found and accessed when you need it. So that's all I'll say about that, given the other resources we've provided. All right. Yeah, if you want to hear that podcast, uh, you can find it on iTunes as well as Joe's website, joedenner.com. In the services tab, just go to podcasts, and you'll be able to check it out there. All right, number six. Number six is touch emails only once. And... (laughs) This uh, is probably the hardest of all, but it is one of the biggest game changers of all. Hmm. And this is a principle that has been around probably for decades. I'm not the originator of this. This is not my idea. This touch it once concept came out years and years and years ago and is a great way to prevent you from wasting time by touching the same thing over and over and over and over again. So you get an email in and the tendency is to say, oh, oh, okay, there's an email from Phil and I'll, yeah, I'll look at that or I'll, I'm talking about when you opened it. I don't mean that when you saw it on the screen, that's your one touch. I mean, the moment you click on it and you access that email, whether it's in your preview pane or whether you actually open the email itself. Once you engage with that email, make a decision and do what you need to do with it. Mm. Now you say, well, wait a minute, I don't have time to do what I need to do. My point is decide what you need to do with it and then 
put it where you need it so that you can access it when you need it. And I'll give you just two examples of how I've really, really worked this discipline in about touching an email once. And that is, so I get an email from from a client saying, hey, I, I need this from you. And, and they say, I need it by next week. And I say, okay, don't have time to work on that right now. So what I do is I forward that email into Nosby, which is my task management system, and I change the subject line on that email as I send it into Nosby to become the task that I need to complete to get back to this person. Hmm. So now inside of Nosby, I have the original email and any files, documents, links, references, anything in that original email is now in my task management software. It has a new title with the actual task that I need to complete. And I have the reference of the original email, which I can easily re- respond to or create a new email. Uh, and it's easy. It's easy to respond to and pull back an email out of the archives and respond to it. But that's the first way. The second way is maybe maybe Phil sends me a resource or something for the next podcast. Hey, Dad, here's a, here is a... Um, here's an article I want you to read for our next podcast, or here's some information that you need to know. So rather than a task, maybe, maybe I just want to hold on to that, and I'm going to look at it later. I forward that into Evernote, put a reminder date on it. Now it's in that kind of electronic tickler file, yeah. and I can now pull up that article or pull up those, those set of links that you want me to look into at, at a later date but I've made the decision of what I'm doing with this. I'm either going to do something about it right now, I'm going to defer it into my task management system, or I'm going to file it in my filing cabinet uh, so that I will see it when I need it. So those are just, and it's hard. I'm telling you, it's really hard. I can't tell you how many people I've walked up to their computers and I've seen their inbox has hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of emails that they have already read that are just sitting in there that they don't want to forget. And I'm saying, that's fine. Yeah, you don't want to forget it if, if you really need that. But rather than keeping it in this inbox, which is an incredibly... Um, inefficient way to manage your information. You need to find other tools like Nosby and Evernote that are much more efficient ways to organize the information so that you will see it when you need it. But but for some of us, the hardest part is making the decision about what am I going to do. Okay, so I see this email and I'm just not sure what I want to do with this. Well, you know what? That's an area where I've had to really grow in terms of my discipline, in terms of my ability to make quicker decisions. But I think it's a discipline that will serve you extremely well. Look at it. Decide. Am I doing something now? Am I doing something later? Or is this just some information I want to keep in case I need it someday? But make that decision And by the way, that little process I just ran through with you is from the GTD model, the getting things done model. When you look at and process input, there's just a quick few sets of questions you can ask yourself. Make a decision and put it away. Get it out of your inbox. Free up that space both visually and mentally and and move on because that's going to save you time in the long run and you're not going to even believe how much time that will save you if you get into that habit of touching something once all right well joe we're running uh towards the end of our time here so 
Uh, just to recap, what we uh, the six things that Joe brought to us today. Uh, number one, use email templates. Uh, number two, create a top six list at the beginning of each week. Number three, at the beginning of each day, identify your must-do items for the day. Number four, shut off your email and notifications. Number five, use Evernote as your electronic filing cabinet. And number six, touch emails only once. Joe, any quick last words before we close out here? No, I just think that um, saving time, um, sometimes we, some of the items that I mentioned to you today are super, super simple. And they may not seem like they're saving you much time. But when you start to com- you know, pile up and accumulate all the time you're saving over time, the numbers get pretty enormous. So some of these small tips can actually turn out to be really huge wins for you. All right. Well, folks, thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, don't forget to check out Joe's site uh, and get a chance to get that resource, Six Strategies for When You Don't Have Enough Time, a uh, quick set of simple, very practical strategies to help you handle the pressure of all demands that you face every day. Uh, also, don't forget, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a, th- a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to, to check out their service. Uh, go to www.audibletrial.com forward slash stronger leaders. Hey, can I throw a quick suggestion out for that? Yes. I am listening to an absolutely fabulous book right now called Team of Rivals. Team of Rivals. It's all about uh, Abraham Lincoln. And I won't say any more about it, but it is normally a $75 audio book. Wow. You can sign up for audible.com trial and download that book for free. And uh, it has been an awesome book, especially if you're a history buff or uh, enjoy politics, either one. All right. Well, thank you again, folks, for listening in. Uh, Be sure to tune in with us for our next podcast, which will be the first Thursday in September. And we hope to have you join us for another episode of Stronger Leaders Shaping Tomorrow.